In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus commends almsgiving, prayer, and fasting, but emphasizes that spiritual devotion must not be done for show. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the sixth chapter. Jesus said to the disciples, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray... Do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that your fasting may be seen by others, may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Gospel of our Lord. We read these verses every Ash Wednesday. Jesus speaks to that handful of disciples on the mountain about discipleship and living into the realm of God. This portion on piety and the spiritual practices of almsgiving, prayer, and fasting, we, Catholic and mainline denominations, have adopted as our primary Lenten disciplines. Throughout the season, we are to be especially cognizant of our giving, charitably and otherwise. We are to pray, for which Jesus has a lot of instructions. And we are to fast. In our modern society, there are many ways to define and practice fasting. But I don't want to focus on just this small portion today. Instead, because Matthew is our primary gospel for the years, you may have heard, I want us to consider these kind of in their broader narrative context as part of our whole church year. So a few weeks ago, our Sunday lectionary, gave us a couple portions of the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew's ethical discourse. It's about how we ought to live together in community, to follow and be disciples of Jesus, to live oriented towards the realm of God. In the opening verses, the Beatitudes bless us in unusual ways and remind us of our responsibilities to one another. New Testament scholar Amy Gillivine says, when we hear that we are blessed, we should hear as well a sense of responsibility, a blessing given, a talent bestowed, if unappreciated and unused, is wasted. And then we heard about Jesus telling the disciples that they are salt and light for the world. Neither 
Salt nor light exists for itself, but both are necessary for life. Salt flavors, it preserves, it's essential for our bodies to work. Quoting AJ again, the disciples exist not for themselves, but for the world. The disciples are to season, to color, to make the world more alive. Their very presence is a blessing. When any person sees them, that person can take heart in knowing that the disciples represent what is good in the world. And then light illuminates our homes and skies. Celestial light cycles help order our calendars. Plants and other organisms use sunlight to synthesize their foods, and we can use solar energy for electric power. AJ says Jesus' his followers are to become like that city on a hill, a refuge, a home, a place where there is salt and light, love and compassion. Now, as we move into talking about these spiritual practices, I'm going to keep quoting from AJ. Think of them as teasers for our midweek book study starting next week. Jesus begins today's portions by telling the disciples to beware of practicing their piety in view of others. AJ tells us that the Greek term we translate as piety is, and I'm totally going to butcher this, dikaisaini a term usually translated as righteousness or justice. And the point here is that we should never practice righteousness or justice for our own reward, but with humility and for the sake of others. The motive behind our action should be justice, not self-aggrandizement. Action and motive, head and heart, are to be in alignment. Are you doing the right thing so you can say you're doing the right thing? Or are you doing the right thing for the well-being and the good care of your neighbor? Almsgiving follows closely. AJ tells us the Hebrew terms for almsgiving and righteousness come from the same root. The one who gives to support others, tzaddik, is righteous, tzedakah. Totally butchered those. Making this linguistic connection even more profound the Hebrew term for righteousness, tzedakah, comes into, the, comes into Greek as dikaiazoni, which we just discussed. AJ talks a lot about uh, 12th century Jewish teacher Memonides. I am really not doing well with names and foreign languages today. This Jewish teacher taught about eight levels of charity. And AJ compares them, shows us how they fit with Jesus's own teachings. Uh, but for us to go into all of that would be a sermon on its own, and we're not doing that tonight. Basically, almsgiving is done because we, in the image and likeness of God, act generously as God acts. And then we come to the subject of prayer. And our lectionary cuts out my favorite verse, verse 7, which is essentially, keep your prayer short and to the point without fancy or extra words. Thank you, God. Amen. And it also cuts out the Our Father, which we know as the Lord's Prayer. What Jesus does say here is not to make a show of praying and to pray in private. Now, obviously, we pray together in worship and other settings. When performance of the liturgy, which is not like acting in a play, but 
performing the liturgy, anyway, um, has hand and body motions. You know, all the stand up, sit down, the big arms, the folded hands, and so on. These are part of our corporate and communal prayer for the church, the world, and all in need. My introverted self loves that Jesus tells us to pray quietly and in private. My petty and easily annoyed self loves that Jesus tells us not to showboat our prayers on street corners. Get out of my face with that nonsense. Prayers are conversations with God. We talk. We listen. We can be selfish in our prayers, asking for what we want. We listen for what God wants. In prayer, we can give thanks. We can ask for things. We can be pleased with God. We can be angry with God. Prayer is part of the divine human relationship. And finally, Jesus tells us to fast in secret. Now, in Lent, we talk about giving things up. Chocolate, coffee, social media, alcohol. I went vegan for Lent one year and then ate a ton of cheese on Easter and was sick the next day. Fasting is a major part of the other two Abrahamic faiths. In Judaism, fasting happens for 25 hours on Yom Kippur. And in Islam, fasting happens every day for the whole month of Ramadan from sunup to sundown. Christianity has done different things with fasting. Catholic meat fasts are behind the origins of things like Friday fish fries. And fasting from meat and various rich foods is also at the root of Shrove or Fat Tuesday. Modern fasts may be less concerned with food and giving up other things and is more concerned with justice actions, like giving up plastic for Lent, or at other times of the year, encourages eco-justice. Making the rounds today on social media has been a tweet by some guy, Father Ken Saunders, who says, this Lent, keep the chocolate and give up bigotry, judgment, misogyny, hatred, bias, and divisiveness. Love God, love your neighbor, no exceptions. And this sort of fasting is not about a temporary stopping of something, but a reorientation from the self to concern and care for others. And I think that's kind of the point, definitely part of being a disciple, of reorienting ourselves and our lives towards the realm of God and practicing our piety in Lent and always. We do these things not for us, not for ourselves, but for God who is present in our neighbors. Amen. <laughs>